0: Hi, Pat, the podcast editor here. This week on the pod, we discuss arguably the greatest of the three R's, reading. As Lloyd talks his top books of 2022 that have helped him in the business world. This completely changed the way that I now look at hiring people and working with people like fundamentally has had a huge effect on how i look at people when we're trying to build our team people we work with and in his own personal life i don't think i've spoken about this publicly or even privately much but it was what triggered me to start having some therapy for some behaviors around food Mm. and
1: well that book was the trigger yes yeah Mm. so the next time you're in your local bookshop Remember one of Lloyd's suggestions, it may just
0: change your life. Now, before we dive in, we'd like to take a second to thank our sponsors, Adobe Express. Adobe Express allows you to quickly and easily create standout social graphics, logos, flyers and more on web and mobile. Click the link in the description to try Adobe Express today. Right, let's get stuck in. This is episode 128 of the Business Anchors podcast.
1: We're just a couple
0: of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle
1: is slightly too long. So, Lloyd, what books have you learnt from this year, and what are your biggest takeaways? Um, but well by this year, do you mean last year? Oh yeah, this is In, yes, last year. Sorry,
0: twenty twenty two. Yeah, because yeah. I I have to say, haven't got through many books yet this year. Yes, good
1: point. Um, that'd be a short episode. Books from twenty twenty two. How many how many books did you read? Do you actually know? Yes. Oh, you're going to get into that. Sorry. I'm excited. I can tell you now. Get into it earlier if you want. Go on then. Well, do you want to guess? 10?
0: Oh, it's higher than 10. Is it? Okay. Should I tell you? Go on then. 26. Really? Yeah. Well, I would say listened to and read. Oh, that's not as impressive then. Um, But I would say like years before that, on average, I'd say I read one book a year. Yeah. For the last decade, and I really actively tried to read/slash listen to more, and yeah, I'd say one every two weeks on average. That's a good. I'm I'm happy with that. I would say eight of them were in January last year. (laughs) Oh, you did the classic. uh... I really went all out, and I was going. I was saying to Sarah, my wife, uh, she was taking the mickey at me because I was saying, "You know what? I'm a reader," (laughs) and I was kind of like, I was basing my identity around reading. (laughs) for one month bookworm i just really enjoy yeah yeah you watch the tv you watch netflix i'm gonna read (laughs) and that faded yeah but i still continue to read a lot more uh throughout the year why before we get into the books why do you read out of interest um i well this year as i said i've really tried to read and the main thing was uh i used when i was a kid i used to get a lot of enjoyment from reading harry potter you love harry potter i love harry potter Um, So I wanted to kind of get that back. Yeah. And also you may, if you've listened to the goals episodes we've done this year or last year or the year before, um, I said about using my time in a better way for myself. And I Mm. kind of said, I don't want to be endlessly scrolling on TikTok. Mm. I want to do things that are actually beneficial for my life. So a lot of the things I've read are things I've enjoyed, but also learned from.
1: Interesting. And they've
0: really, I feel like they've really built up over this year of things that, I'll take skills and knowledge yeah. and stuff into the future. Some of the books were pure enjoyment. Like yeah. I haven't come out like, oh, I learned so
1: much. Yeah. But that's also a good thing, I think. So what, I guess, to try and give some value to the listeners, yes. I'm guessing people that are listening or watching this episode are probably interested in discovering good books to read this year that are going to help them. Yeah. Should we go through, how many have you got? Or how many are you going to go through? I believe... Uh, my. So, do you want to hear something
0: really sad? Go on. Every book I've read to or listened to, there's a notes thing on my phone. Same as I... I think you took taken the piss in a previous episode for the teas that I drank. Oh. I was giving them a score. <laughs> yeah. I've done exactly the same for the books <laughs> I've read. All nice. got a score after I read them. And so I have picked out the eight... High, highest Ooh, rated books of the year. I'm excited. And I'm going from eight to one.
1: Oh, this is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Keep that retention of the yes, listeners. Yes. Don't-
0: yes. So you're not going to get the best one until right at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're going to be late for work. Stay in the car. Keep <laughs> listening to this episode. Don't be with your friends and family. <laughs> okay. Okay. But, so- uh, and it's a range of um different kind of areas that i read about by the way i'm not like Like just oh i love science fiction Mm. books or i love books about health so i've read books read and listened self-help finance race environment and sustainability autobiography psychology health time management technology they're just some of the You're different such a
1: well-rounded
0: of... person Lloyd. i am a round person yeah people <laughs> people said that ever since i was at school actually they shouted at me <laughs> so coming in at number eight um okay we're going to that cool yeah, let's let's throw the structure of the podcast out the window then. Let's not ask the questions you said you'd <laughs> oh ask God. me. Okay, no, let's no, go no. in oh, wait, at no. number eight. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll ask the other questions near the end. Yeah, yeah. I'll go back to those notes. Shall I? <laughs> I even sorry. checked with you just before we start recording. Said, are oh, you going to ask me those questions? Yeah, I am. You said yes. We didn't say. Now when, the listeners know <laughs> that this isn't completely natural. We have notes that we're referring to, and there's a structure to it. So you ruined the magic. Going to the next natural sort of step. The next natural step wasn't what we organised, was it? <laughs> okay are you ready yeah yeah Yeah, i'm mm-hmm. completely happy having a great time all right <laughs> um so in at number eight rated 7.7 7 out of 10 mm-hmm. okay so i'd say anything over a seven i really enjoyed okay just just to let you know mm-hmm. um weird one so from this book i learned don't judge a book by its cover <laughs> books <laughs> and this was jimmy carr before and Laughter, it's called. As in Jimmy Carr, the comedian. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so weirdly, I uh, I listened to this one. And this was one that I was just going on a walk. And I thought, I'm just going to download something that I can just enjoy. Not going to learn anything. Yeah. This will be a laugh. Great. And actually, weirdly, I don't know if you've heard about this book. It's like a self-help book. It's not uh Oh, really? It's not... He does tell stories about... His life and stuff, but I wasn't expecting it at all. I suddenly started learning things from it, yeah. and I was
1: like, "Oh, this is not what I signed up for." The most important question for me, and I bet other listeners are wondering this: Does he read the audiobook? Yes. Okay, that makes a huge difference. That's something massive
0: that I've learned about audio books, and now I kind of pick which books yes. I read and which I listen to. I'd say anything that's read by the author in an audiobook,
1: go for. If it's not read by the it's, author. Uh, it's not as enjoyable. It's usually one of two people reading it, so it's the author. Uh, it's an American person that sounds like that.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: I've, isn't it? I've it stopped
0: is. listening. I've even paid for books and stopped listening oh, when oh, I've hated allowed. the voice of people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Um I'm earning some dollar now. I paid three ninety nine for a book. Listen for a minute. Thought, Nah, don't so- care.
1: That's interesting. So it's a self-help. So like, what kind of things is it helping you to do? He still
0: still tells stories through his life. Mm. So it is slightly autobiographical. Um, But because he, I didn't realize he, in his mid twenties, he isn't someone that like just found success and has been successful his Mm. whole life. He was just working like a boring office Mm. job that he he hated for a number of years. Um, And he was basically underachieving and he was unhappy. Mm. Um, And then he wasn't. (laughs) <laughs> great so um but i'm not going to go into no, no, no. detail with this book and really i it's just a recommendation of like um if you actually want something really enjoyable that you can learn from yeah that was really good but also it's one of those very motivating if you're currently thinking like oh other people are achieving loads of stuff mm. and i'm not he tells his story mm. from completely average bloke because right. you can imagine yeah jimmy carr the way he looks like you could yeah. see him working in an accountant or whatever mm. and being a, and he, yeah, and his kind of path and he shares some really, yeah, I, I, I kind of respect him more after reading the book because yeah. he's genuinely a very clever guy. And I
1: I've got an important from... question for you. Yeah. Can you try and do his laugh?
0: <laughs> oh, cool, well done.
1: Thanks. Mm-hmm,
0: that wasn't very really good. I it? It like a seal. Oh, I accidentally did my seal impression. Sorry, did you say guys laugh. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'll do that another time. Um, cool. Okay, that's okay. Oh, that's pretty really interesting.
1: Yeah, that that's a curveball.
0: I'll go into more depth in some of these. Mm. But um, so, second one, "A Life on Our Planet" David Attenborough. Okay.
1: Um
0: By the way, next one after this one is a business book. If you're here for the business stuff, yeah. Um, this was rated seven point nine. Wow. Okay. Almost getting to eight out of ten now. Mm. Um. The main thing I learned about this, this is—it seems stupid that I learned this. There is no way. Does that sound cryptic? That sounds very yeah. cryptic. Um, but in this, at this, actually, at the very start of this book, he talks about how we completely need to fundamentally change how we make things and use things, and um, um th- using throwing things away. Is that is that the? Yeah, so, always... so, you know, when you throw things away, yeah, and, you away. Put, and you put it in your bin, like, there is no all way. that happens is someone moves it to somewhere that you can't see. <laughs> yeah, and I know like this that. is just like, it's so simple, but it really clicked in my head. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like you don't throw things, someone just moves it to somewhere you can't see. Yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. Well, it does over like thousands of years. Well, yeah, stuff that's
1: biodegraded and stuff.
0: Um, but... Yeah, it really made me think. It's weird, isn't it? Like, <laughs> if if you were made... If, like, we didn't have this thing in society where, like, oh, we'll hide all our shit over there. Yeah. Um, and someone will take it in a lorry and put it over there yeah. or we'll send it to another country and they'll burn it and it'll make us feel better about ourselves. Yeah. Um, if you just had to, like, keep all your stuff at the end of your garden or, like, <laughs> in a room in your house... In a room you, in it, your house. It would kind of be... You'd be like, God, that stinks. That's probably bad We we just put all that stuff there. Yeah. And you'd be like oh, I'm trying to grow veg in my garden, but it's, le- it's leaching all, like, toxic stuff into the ground. But yeah. because like, we just Cause put it somewhere mm. where we don't see it, we're like, nah, it'll be all right. And yeah. just the fact that there is no way, like, everything you've ever put in a bin is, unless it's, it biodegrades very quickly, which mm. very few things do, it's still just somewhere.
1: I think there's a similar thing in the meat industry as well, where you see chicken breasts or whatever just mm. on a shelf, and you, you disassociate that with, like, murdering an animal. Yeah. And I eat I, I meat, so, yeah. you know. So do you because you're horrible, but like you <laughs> did, you you learn to like oh that's just a thing in a packet that we, we're disassociate so far them. from what happens now yeah. but you just and, and what I what he was
0: talking about is basically us like we'd have to fundamentally change so much stuff, but changing the materials we use so that like they easily get reused. So you're you know like I I don't know you buy a piece of furniture and it's made that you replace that bit when it's not needed anymore rather than now we just we make all this stuff away. and it's just designed that yeah. whether it's a disposable thing that you throw away 10 seconds later or a piece of furniture you throw away three years later they're not made to actually have more of a life cycle and go back into being mm. useful they're just made for us to put this
1: place away that doesn't exist so this is made me think of something which i think i discussed ages ago mm. is like is the thing, whole thing around consumable products? Like I'm thinking of Nike trainers or any trainers, yeah. or uh, another big one for me is the is a the Brita filter. Yeah. So I have a Brita filter at home, mm-hmm. and it has a little thing that you press on the top, and it tells you when the filter's run out. Yeah. Now I've had the same filter for probably two years, and it right. ran out a year and nine months ago. Yeah. But the water still tastes the same, and it's like I, I feel like there's that like uh, brands and companies want to encourage like, making
0: sh- things have a short life. Yeah. Yeah. Surely
1: Nike could invent trainers that never break.
0: Well, this is the tough thing. Most companies could make products that last longer than they do, but they would make less money. So this mm. is why like in society, society, we need, it needs like to change fundamentally. Yeah. It's very unlikely a business that's trying to make a profit will make those decisions. So we yeah. have to change how the whole world works basically. Mm. Um, But yeah, really made me think mm. about that. And it's like, if we can make Nike make their shoes out of things that we know. So, oh, we know when, when your train has run out, the mm. heel comes off and the heel, you chop it up and use it as an eraser for kids at With school. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and the top bit, um, that's actually pigs like eating it. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, Yeah, but there's things like that of like, oh, what happens when this comes to the end of like, its yeah. life?
1: reusing Um, reusing up upcycling yeah exactly yeah and like a simple way of looking at
0: plastic disposable razors uh it's just a thing you buy it comes to the end of its life very quickly yeah you you put it in this place away that doesn't exist Mm. and it's just on the ground Mm. somewhere um if we think more of like everyone has a razor thing that lasts their whole lifetime and there's a very small bit that gets replaced maybe just the metal blade but we have a universal razor thing that lasts. 50 years and we know it does yeah. and it's bamboo and uh, therefore does something good with bamboo yeah. after. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. yeah. Moving on. Nice. Our first business book. Yes. The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Uh, it looks Italian. don't know if it is. Okay. This is, this got eight out of ten. This completely changed the way that I now look at hiring people yeah. and working with people like fundamentally mm-hmm. um, has had a huge effect on how I look at people when we're trying to build our team, people we work with. And um, it's quite a short book. So you, if you're not into reading quite easy to read, mm-hmm. I actually read this one, didn't listen to it. Yeah. And the main thing I learned is it's got these three sort of personality traits that you should look for in every, everyone to make an ideal team player. Yeah. Something that's going to work well with other people. And that's, being humble smart and hungry Mm -hmm. so if you're uh if you're humble and smart but you're not hungry Mm -hmm. then they call you the lovable slacker so if you're not hungry you don't have any desire to like perform a lot better um, and achieve great things. So, like people mm. like working with you, and you're a clever guy or girl. Mm. But you're not necessarily going to help the team achieve great things because you yep. haven't got that hunger. If you're missing the smart part, <laughs> then you're a bit buggered. <laughs> and you're only you're humble and hungry. They call you the accidental messmaker. So, like you want to do really good stuff, yep. and you're a good team player, and you're humble, and you you don't have an ego. Mm. But actually, you're in whatever field you're working in, you don't have the knowledge or the intelligence to do good things, then people are going to like you, but you're not going to be as useful. Yep. And then if you're smart and hungry, um, but you don't have the humble part, they call you like a skillful politician. And this is, I've previously worked with someone that caused big issues uh, in this business, actually previously. Mm-hmm that didn't have the humble part. And they I think they were fairly smart and they were hungry and really motivated mm. to do things, but they weren't humble and that caused some big issues. So mm. if one person comes in with a big ego and isn't actually playing for the team and is playing for themselves yeah. in this game no of how life,
1: good they are, like, no sounds. matter
0: how good they are or smart they are or how driven they are, it's going to cause big issues. Mm. And I really, when I first... Uh, was reading this so i was like yeah that makes complete sense you need to look for these three things and if mm. something is missing and people can have more or less of these value these yeah. attributes but if one or two of them is completely missing like a really smart person that isn't hungry to achieve good things or isn't humble so is we'll just just ego things. and doesn't care about the team isn't going to be good enough mm. if there's missing things and that's really now when i'm Interviewing people or looking for people to work with. Yeah, it's, it's been cool. huge. That makes sense. Yeah. And it makes sense because people are complicated. So it makes sense having yes. some kind of process to think to, about the mm. sort of personality you need to create someone that's yeah. going to be a great team player and really add to the team.
1: I just think also, just as a, as a point to do with this, I mm. think this just shows the importance of reading stuff. Mm. Like you as a manager or the person that really identifies talent to bring into our company, understanding that think of the compound value that our company is going to get by you making sure you're choosing someone who's based on those three areas. That's going to yeah. going to have a positive impact. I think it's just, it's huge, isn't it? And that's what I meant at the start of this podcast when I was kind of saying I've read for enjoyment, but
0: also I'm like learning things. And mm. I think that knowledge has really built up. Like already these books genuinely have, are having positive effects. And I know they will yeah. be like, cumulative over mm. my life if i keep doing this mm. i really do cool. think that um, great
1: what's the next one next
0: one psychology of human behavior david martin this is rated 8.3 quite wow. a jump here um and this was an audio book mm-hmm. and so the the thing that i wanted i'm not going to go into psychological stuff mm. just so you know if you're into psychology or if you're not but you want an introduction to it definitely listen to this one yeah but the learning point from this book is if you're a good presenter or communicator, it can change everything for you, basically. Yeah. So the guy this this I downloaded this as an audio book, but it's actually a set of lectures and so it's a, a lecturer. Oh, interesting. And it's eighteen hours I listened to this for. Oh my god. So if you think psychology lectures for eighteen hours, <laughs> sounds shit, right?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I guess if it's interesting, it's but
0: the, the the guy that was doing the like you can tell he's an incredibly skilled lecturer mm. the way he delivered everything made, made it one of the obviously one of the best things yeah. I've listened to or read this mm. whole year and I also there was a podcast episode with Stephen Bartlett about a guy that was talking about was that um, is that the guy no no it's no, not him but linking to the same thing communication. About communica- he of- kind of said like communication is the most important skill for anyone on the planet no matter what your goals are And I really have thought that more and more recently that you can be really skilled in anything, Mm. but if you're not good at communicating that to the world, you've spoken about this on stage, I think, uh, and in podcasts and stuff previously, it's just such a skill. And I thought for this guy Mm. to keep me really engaged, like I was, you know, like a book, they call it a page turner where you like can't put it down. I was thinking of ex- excuses of how I could keep listening to this audio book because it was so good purely because he mm. was so good at presenting the information.
1: I think this is such an important point. And the, the, the person I always go to with this is Rory Sutherland. When I heard him interviewed on the Diver CEO podcast, mm. he, um, he communicates his ideas so eloquently, eloqu- eloquently, yeah. opposite, opposite to you. Yeah, yeah. Opposite to me. Yeah. And he, he backs everything up with examples. It's, it's impossible to stop listening to him. I think this is a hugely undervalued skill in society now to do with everything. Because ultimately we're all all trying to convince other people to listen to what we have to say to achieve something. If it's to like get hired, get promoted, give to charity, get customers. You're trying to get people to listen to you and want to do what you tell them to do. Being able to communicate your ideas in an eloquent way and to get people to listen is, it isn't something we're taught like we're literally not taught mm. that at school are we? And it's interesting that the biggest thing from this audiobook that I got mm.
0: wasn't necessarily, like I enjoyed it. What they were talking I about. Did, I did learn stuff, but the way they were the delivering it, I thought at the end, mm. like I've just listened to 18 hours and I want like, sometimes I'd listen for like yeah. two and a half hours and I'd be thinking, Oh, can I, maybe I'll do something where I can listen to another
1: hour. Yeah. Amazing. Just one more point on that. I think this is why I think um, forcing yourself to get better at public speaking Mm. is hugely important. It's been hugely beneficial to me. I don't mean you have to stand on stages in front of thousands of people, even just standing, you know, suggest to your, in your company to do like a lunch and learn or something and get used to communicating your ideas to people. Even starting a podcast and getting used to
0: communicating your points to a microphone and one other person or people filming you. I think that's been really useful yeah. for me personally. And I know obviously we take the mech out of mm. each other. Sometimes we don't communicate our points very well, <laughs> yeah. but this has been a huge, uh, yeah thing where i've learned how <laughs> it's funny because i'm not communicating it well while I've that. <laughs> yeah. but i've certainly improved how i get my yeah. point across effectively from doing this over and over it's again. training
1: that muscle isn't it yeah and yeah even in like for me it's been like getting better at pitching ideas to customers i've even heard, listened in on you presenting concepts to clients we've both improved because we've practiced and trained that muscle of yeah. delivering ideas and thoughts trying to do it in a concise clear way yeah <laughs> not always doing it well yeah Cool. next book next book next book so weirdly out of my top eight books this year it's
0: my second self-help book from a comedian
1: <laughs> who what, thought two of those what a, a niche Lloyd. yeah i know
0: <laughs> what a niche um but this one really surprised me so have an open mind here recovery freedom from our addictions by russell brand okay so um what i learned here was to take time for self-reflection so this book really makes you you, it basically guides you through a process to really think about what you're doing Mm. um and it's it basically takes you through the uh, 12-step recovery program from any addiction and now he makes this very clear as well you could be doing this for a very serious addiction that's having terrible consequences on your life like drugs Mm. or alcohol or gambling Mm. um but also things that we may see in society as more trivial of like um, you know, you may be addicted to exercise to a point where it's actually negative mm. or you may be addicted to food in some way mm. or that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and he basically learned from the 12 steps of the AA program. Right. That he's made it kind of more accessible and because he's funny, it's easier to get into it. And yeah. he's very honest and he's been through a lot of addictions. So it's very interesting hearing his stories mm-hmm. and how it helped him. Does he read it? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and again, I wasn't expecting this from Russell Brand. I was, and a lot, if you read the reviews for this book, it's people saying, I hated Russell Brand before this, but this was absolutely amazing. Right. I never would expect to this from Russell Brand. Not a fan, but this book is amazing. So nice. it's, yeah. And I, um, it's yeah it kind of made me think about self-reflection even if you don't think you have a huge problem of actually thinking about your behavior and what you're doing and I it it actually I don't think I've spoken about this publicly or even privately much but um, it was what triggered me to start having some therapy for um, some behaviors around food Mm. and Um, Well, that book was the trigger. Yes, yeah. Mm. And addictions to food and like a a very negative relationship with food that I've had over the years. Yeah. And um, that's still very much on a journey for me. Um, And maybe we'll talk about it in more detail another time Mm. when I'm more ready to. But that made me have those therapy sessions, which has really got Mm. me on a good path. So having time to reflect about things.
1: uh, Yeah, it's been really important for me this year. So... Yeah, that was really well, good. It On this niche of uh, comedians and self-help, it kind of makes sense why they'd be so interesting to listen to because comedians are brilliant at knowing how to captivate an audience and and get them to listen. What's well, that communication thing we just yeah. spoke about with the previous yeah. book? If They're brilliant. Finding They're masters something it.
0: like a self-help book about addiction sounds like the least engaging <laughs> or entertaining thing. Mm. But if you think, if you get someone who has been, their craft is engaging you yeah. and entertaining you yeah, and then... Actually, doing something that. that's
1: of value as well—it's yeah. a winning combination, yeah. isn't it?
0: I do think—I mean, bit of a coincidence—self-help books from comedians. I doubt there'll <laughs> be any in next year's <laughs> list. Yeah, but
1: yeah, go on. Let's. Really what's good. the next one, Lloyd? Okay, let's keep going. Unnatural Causes by Dr. Richard Shepherd. That sounds incredibly boring. <laughs> yeah, eight point
0: five wow. um, out of ten. <laughs> oh, I just burped into the mic. Remember, <laughs> be good at communication. <laughs> um, so this, yeah, this. What? Well, I'll be quick on this. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, this is a book, basically an autobi- mm. autobiography yeah. about um, the Britain. Let me just read exactly how he describes himself. <laughs> Britain's top forensic pathologist. Yeah. It's basically a guy whose job is when people die, he has to work out why they die.
1: Right, stuff. okay. Sounds so, like a horrible. Job. Yeah, it sa-
0: sounds horrible, sounds depressing. But what I learned from this, what I found amazing, to me, it sounds like such a horrific job. Yeah. But his motivation to be like the best at something, mm. you know, when uh something like that, it's like, oh God, he sees all these dead bodies and stuff. But you yeah. can tell by he's writing about his career, and it's a really interesting and entertaining book as well. Yeah. But you can tell he's so driven just to be the best at his craft. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. Um, to hear from other people and some people that think they might be in a more boring job role or like, Oh, and people aren't interested in this to hear something about basically working with dead bodies. And he's so like driven to be the best at it. What I thought was really interesting. Um, There's also really weird stories about him, like cutting into like uh, a beef steak and stuff for like, that's supposed to be for dinner. But, because he's got a case, a stabbing case on his mind and he's like seeing how it goes into the meat and stuff.
1: Oh, God. Really weird. <laughs>
0: I'm going to move on from that one. But yeah. that, that actually is a really interesting book. Nice. Next one. Uh, second to last one. Mm-hmm. The Psychology of Money. Morgan Housel. 8.6. 8.
1: Oh, we're getting high now.
0: Um, And if you're into finance, you'll like this one. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> don't worry, you'll like it if you're not. <laughs> don't stop listening, please. <laughs> um. <laughs> And by the way, when I get to the end, it's got two bonus books, so oh. don't stop listening again. <laughs>
1: all right. Oh, for God's sake.
0: Okay. i can really focus on retention here, yeah. and you can tell. Yeah. Um, and what I learned from here is we all have different paths to wealth. So, sounds boring. not honestly. <laughs> um, Keep listening. <laughs> finance and investment, like learning and books and stuff, is often... Dry. Either very dry and boring. Yeah. Or and basically like a textbook. Or it's a guru trying to tell you to do something that they want you to do and buy a course from them. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't actually help you generate wealth. Yeah, It just makes them money. Mm. And they're basically taking the piss out of you. Um, so this author is the first person that I've n- noticed acknowledging like in finance that we're all different people and actually should be creating wealth differently for ourselves so those gurus gur- gurus <laughs> those gurus. gurus always say their thing is how you should make money mm. like invest in property because i'm this property expert and you're gonna make millions Blah blah. Yeah. blah. Or invest in crypto i'm a crypto expert buy my course on crypto yeah this person was acknowledging like all of our personalities so mm. property may be in the past the best way to generate wealth so there's Obviously, if you're into finance, you'll know these things, but like getting a house and then mortgaging it and getting the money out and refinancing and buying another one and renting it out, that can generate a lot of wealth. A lot of people think that that's the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. But uh, this author describes that we're all different people and risky things like that or things that take time, that may just make you... Personally, Dan, mm. really stressed, like, oh, I don't know about property. Like this is mm. if, if your whole life you're feeling stressed about something, what's the is point it it? of generating that wealth? Mm. So for you it might be like actually just putting your money in stocks and shares, this boring account. In crypto and losing loads of money. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Um that may be the best for you personally because of your personality. Mm. And again, with like paying off mortgages, if if say you inherited some money and you have the option to either Invest it somehow or mm. pay off your some of your mortgage. Like a lot of people in finance will be like, don't pay off your mortgage. No, invest mm. it in this, this, and this. Actually, if if for you personally, that, that's going to give you a really stress-free life yeah. and make you happy, you should consider that thing that makes you less wealthy. Yeah, good point. Um, and yes, anyway, short book, really good. Good for finance. If you know nothing about investing or finance and you want to, I would say read this book because it's a real, like, um, layman's terms and from a starting point, really good. And it's nice that people are actually thinking about empathizing with different people's personalities and nice. stresses and feelings, not just like make money oh, or yeah. do this thing.
1: Cool. So we at number one. Number the, one. The highest rated book. Yeah. I feel like, I feel, I, do you know I bet I know which book it is. I feel like you're going to laugh at me. Is it yeah. Michelle Obama?
0: No, oh. I didn't read that. I mean if it if I read it this year it would be. <laughs> you ready for this? I'm ready for this. I read it before the controversy. Okay. Okay. Will by Will Smith. Number oh. one. I bought you that book. You did? <sighs> um so obviously like slapped someone on stage and stuff and <laughs> since I read it it's uh <laughs> it's got a bit controversial. But at the time he was a lovely man yeah. supposedly. <laughs> But what I learned from this, um, I found it really interesting because I kind of grew up with Mm. Will Smith. So it's autobiography, basically. And I didn't really know about his early music career and stuff. And that's interesting. So anyway, won't go into that. But what I really learned from it was from that early part of his career. And it's about not getting complacent. So I didn't realize... Will Smith, basically, his first album, he was like the hottest thing. Oh, I sound like such a boomer. <laughs> he was the hottest new thing and dropping some some really tr- uh, brilliant tracks. <laughs> um, and uh, really successful and basically got a deal for his second album. Mm. And because he had all the success and wealth and all these cool people around him, he basically, hit his second album is really shit. Oh, and, right. Because um, right. he just wasn't bothering. He was just partying and Mm. uh focused on that and he he almost kind of lost it all when the career trajectory that's led him to being this superstar and in the films he's in and stuff he almost lost it all because he kind of fell off a cliff it was like oh that's rubbish and he kind of disappeared and he had to really build it back up yeah and it was just interesting to hear that happened so early and then the work he had to do to get it back and i just thought even if you feel like you got a good thing you should never take it for granted yeah. and keep working at it and and not get complacent
1: yeah i can relate to that mm. i think when remember when we in the early days when we like won a new big client we'd like celebrate and be like and now we're just keeping everything level yeah. rather than becoming complacent it's like there, well, how can those, we keep getting better and better yeah
0: there are those big ups and those big mm. downs and you just got to be on the right trajectory but anyway and nice. again audiobook read by him uh, oh by the way i've read and listened to this one that is sad. <laughs> yeah. Audiobook's really good as well. Um, nice. So, weirdly, my top two books, both rated 8.6, were Psychology of Money by Morgan Houseell, yeah. about investing, and Will by Will Smith, nice. about Will Smith. <laughs> cool. Okay. A bonus if you're into fiction, top two fiction books of the year <laughs> that I haven't included Verity by Colleen Hoover. Terrible name, good book. <laughs> and The Castaways by Lucy Clark.
1: Nice. Um, I guess thoughts, finally, do mm. you, I think there's lots of great information there. Do you have any tips for like, like someone like me who I, I, I see the benefits of reading and listening to more books. I want to do it more. Yeah. What advice have you got for me? You see the benefits of reading and you want to do it more.
0: Yeah. I'd say do it more. Yes, but no, I, I have got tips. Really. Oh, have you got tips? So one, if you start reading or listening to a book and you don't like it, stop reading or listening to it.
1: So I, Simple, I, I, f- but effective. I found this so hard
0: for some reason. I felt like if you start a book, it's like this mission that you have to complete. <laughs> yeah. And I would then stop reading because I'd be like, this is rubbish. And you, so you wouldn't want to go back to it. And then as soon as I realized, if I don't like something, yeah, I'll just stop and start a new one. Then I realized, oh yeah, this is enjoyable. Because then I'm just reading stuff I actually like. Yeah. And a lot of people have that, I think. Once they start mm. a book, they think, oh God, I'm really not into this. I've got to get through it. My advice would just be don't. Yeah, literally stop doing that. Yeah, um, and then then you get into a thing where you're only reading things you really enjoy, mm. and you read much more. That yeah. was a massive switch for me. Nice. Um, and the other thing, read one page of a book before bed every single night, because it's one of those things like Atomic Habits we've said about yes. recently, where it's like get your gym clothes out, and then that starts the habit of yeah. actually to getting dressed gym. and actually going to the gym, actually doing a workout. But reading one page if, you, if, you, if there's a book that you like you have to force yourself to read because you're forcing yourself into this habit that you haven't got yet mm. but I, I very rarely read a page yeah. because I'm reading things I like and then I read a page and I'm like oh I forgot this is really good yeah. and I like this nice. so if you just say read a page and yeah. sometimes if you just read one that's fine mm. but massively helps my sleep and my enjoyment of reading and what I've learned and stuff
1: good tips yeah. thank you thanks Lloyd I thought that was
0: really good Thanks. I I I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Lots of weird books. If you're into finance or Will Smith, you know, hopefully a good episode <laughs> Give a for listen. you. Um,
1: yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Lloyd. Um, I know it's been mainly you talking, which obviously most people probably won't like as much, but it's good that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. Um. But next next week's episode, there's there's uh we've got a good one actually about fitness trackers. Yes. That's it's me. better than it sounds. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So we S- see, see you when you're in your ears next week. week.
0: <laughs> After an audiobook, maybe.